Welcome to Bread Alive. We are called to be priests, prophets, and kings in our own homes and workplaces, offering the wheat of our daily lives and becoming bread for others through lives of grace. My name is Michael Halbrook, and this podcast explores our journeys together as we seek to understand and live the gospel in our lives. Oh my gosh, it's good to be back. It's been uh, an embarrassingly long time. It's been four weeks, I think, since we last had a Bread Alive podcast. We've just been really busy around our house, which is kind of funny because we're doing a lot less right now during coronavirus, but still it feels like we're just as busy, Uh, but all good things. Uh, One of the really cool things that happened this last week was we hosted some people at our house, right, Matthew? Yeah. Oh, wait a second. We have a new son here with me tonight. So this week we have Matthew James, who's my second oldest. Hello. Anything you want to say about yourself to introduce yourself? Um, I'm 13. I do Taekwondo and... So we hosted who at our house? We hosted four net missionaries. One was Danny, one was Killian, the other was Matthew, and he also did Taekwondo like I do. Mm -hmm. And the other was Mark. Yeah. We had four of the guys from Team 3. So if Net Team 3 is listening, shout out to them. We had a blast um, hosting them at our house and a couple other houses here in town and uh, at our two grade schools, St. Elizabeth and Holy Family, they were here to do retreats and it was great. You want to tell me about your retreat a little bit? Um, I feel like it was a really fun retreat. It was really great experience for me and learning how to improve my relationship with God. That's awesome. That's cool. I'm glad. I'm really grateful that you guys got to do that and that we got to meet them. And I, I, we hope that we get to have net back a lot more here in uh in our town so okay what did you think about this week's gospel that we have coming up matthew i think it was it's a really cool gospel like there's a lot of meaning that you can pick out of it and it's also like a lot of other parables that jesus told because it refers to a master who i believe would be god the father And then it also refers to servants, which I think of as us. And in some other gospels, not this one, though, Jesus is kind of like the bridge between the servant and the master. That's a good point, because he's God. So he's the master. He's also he comes to become man. He's both God and man at the same time. So he is he is both. It's from the Gospel of Matthew. We're getting towards the end of ordinary time. Kind of to your point, we've had a whole bunch of parables in a row of like a king or a master and then how he interacts with his servants and with the people and things like that and what he expects of them. So what what does he expect and what happens in this week's gospel? So in this gospel, he gives five talents to one servant Mm -hmm. as in like money. Yeah. Two two talents to another servant and one to the third which was and, like a gold coin in Jesus's time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it was, it had monetary value. It was worth something. I not only see those talents as like talents as what they are, but I also see those talents as sort of like the love God gives us. Mm, love. And how, how does he express that love? Like what kinds of stuff does he give us to express that love? So like in this gospel, like he gives us the talents and Two of the servants give back that love in return. So that's kind of how I see that symbolically. Mm -hmm. And then also I see the love in return in these words right here. Should you not then have put my money in the bank so that I could have got it back with the interest on my return? Mm -hmm. Because the other two 
got some money, some some talent in return for the talent, right? They brought back more than he had given. So it's kind of like, should you have not kept my love in your heart and returned the favor? Had done something with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, to me, that's one of the points is that the first two servants did something with those talents, right? They actively did something with their faith, if you will, the love that the grace that God had given them. The third just kind of held onto it. It didn't do anything, right? Definitely. And the master is pretty clear that he expected them to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some examples um, that you can think of, like of God gives us talents, you know, you, me, your mom, your brothers, you know, not money, but the form of his grace, his his mercy, his love, um, just the things that he made us good at or interested in that we can use to serve other people. Are there examples of like things that God gave us that we can we can turn into more? I feel like love is definitely a big one. Um, forgiveness, mm-hmm. mercy. Mm-hmm. Well, in the way that you mentioned earlier, how Jesus kind of provides that bridge of both the master and the servant. Mm-hmm. Maybe one other thing to think about, too, is how when we uh, when we use our talents and we do something with them for the kingdom and we bring them back to God more than what he gave us, we are we're actually taking part in Christ as well. Right. Like we're becoming we're fulfilling our calling as disciples of Christ, as when we're baptized, we're named priest, prophet and king. We're fulfilling that vocation that we have as Christians to be other Christs, to do something, to 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 be part of that sacrifice with Christ. You know, one of the things when we come to mass, the offertory, a lot of people don't realize like a big part of the offertory is us offering the sacrifices we've made that week too. It's not just bread and wine that we bring to the altar. It's not just money that we give for the sake of the community. It's all the little sacrifices that we've made. Does this gospel challenge you at all? I wouldn't quite say challenge, but it really makes you really think really hard about the meaning of it. That's cool. If anything, maybe it can cause us to reflect more as we go through this week on what are the unique talents that God gives each of us. And he gives each of us different things and different amounts, right? Like he gave one servant five, one three, one one. Um, and you have to use those talents. Um, whatever he gave you. Yeah, you have to use mm-hmm. whatever he gives you like the first two servants. Yep. And, uh, and, and there's the difference between the one servants where he was able to say, you know, um, well done, good and faithful servants. Come share your master's joy. And then the other servant that didn't do anything with the talent where he said, you know, throw that useless servant into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. I feel like that is that last part of the gospel is kind of like a um, warning of what will happen if you don't use what God has given well, you. Well, and that is the challenge, right? Is, you know, we, we the things that we do here on earth with our talents or that we don't do with our talents do have eternal consequences. Some that we don't even see. Like sometimes we do things with our talents that we never see the end result of. But who knows like what all of those little ripples end up turning into as, you know, are using our talents for someone else and them using theirs and adding to that and adding to that on down the line for all eternity. It's pretty awesome when you think about it. In the part where the servant says, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. I feel like that harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter kind of means that I kind of take that as God has love for all of us, not only the people that he 
where he did not scatter, like where the faith was not spread. That's that's really true. And the church teaches, right? Like we we believe in God's mercy and tenderness towards people that have never even heard the gospel. Um, but what about the idea that where God didn't actually sow, but he's able to harvest, who sowed there? The saints and evangelists yeah. and priests. And us. And us, yeah. yes. Yep. Everyone. That's I think that's the call of the gospel. And that ties directly to that prayer over the offerings that the priest is going to pray this weekend at Mass when we bring our offertory to the altar. He says, grant, O Lord, we pray that what we offer in the sight of your majesty may obtain for us the grace of being devoted to you and gain us the prize of everlasting happiness through Christ our Lord. And I think that kind of sums it up. It's what we offer in the sight of the master's majesty, what we sow, what we do with the talents that he gave us that matter for eternity. Next week, we're going to celebrate my favorite feast of the church year, which is the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King. I love Christ the King. So I'm looking forward to another podcast next week. I don't know which one of my sons will be here. Maybe it'll be Matthew. Maybe Thomas will be back. I think Joseph would really he like... He really wants yeah, to do it. I know. he He's a little frustrated that his brothers are taking his seat for a couple of weeks, but we're back. And uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please rate us. Give us a review on whatever podcast platform you use. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Bread Alive. Uh, another shout out to Net Team 3. They're now traveling the country with Bread Alive stickers. So uh, it's kind of cool. Hope to see you guys again and uh, have an awesome week.